everyone and welcome to another episode of Monsters and Murder. I'm Shane. And I'm Sam. And today is the day of no labor. <laughs> Except we've both been laboring. <laughs> we have very hard on our schoolwork. <laughs> but not at the office. No, no. And we were just talking about how glad we are to have this day off. Yeah. <laughs> it is really It's been helped. nice. It's been a very, I feel like I've been so productive this weekend, but it's mm -hmm. also been very nice. I got to see my family and got my nails done yes. for the first time in a, I don't even know how long. <laughs> and now I can't stop looking at my hands <laughs> because they don't look terrible anymore. Mm-hmm. And even though it's only September, but fall is very much in the air here. Um, I'm so excited. I wanted to, this morning I got up and was like, okay, plan for the day. Homework. Um, I need to go pick up a few things. And then I was like, I want to followerize the house but is that going to happen probably not <laughs> that's going to be a weekend thing next weekend mm -hmm. and that's all right because it's i mean it's still kind of early even I'm, though on my animal crossing game i totally started decorating for halloween and fall <laughs> i'm so ready for summer to be over it is my least favorite season uh. i like the sun but it is too damn hot i like being colder mm -hmm. i like wearing boots i like <laughs> When the air starts feeling really crisp, it just feels like for me, fall feels more like new, if mm -hmm. that makes a sense, than spring. Mm -hmm. Like I always get happy again after winter. Winter, but since my seasonal depression is not as bad as it used to be, <laughs> and I don't hate the world when it gets dark at five thirty. I actually really enjoy like last year. I don't know if we've ever shared this, but like. Last year on Christmas, it was so, like, the roads were just ice. Mm -hmm. It was the first Christmas ever in my 35 years, I was 35 at the time, that I'd spent completely alone on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I would have, like, a panic attack or a meltdown because I tried to get out of the house and it just was not happening. I yeah. mean, it was terrifying trying to get back up the driveway. And now, like... Knowing, I mean, I, I don't want to be alone on Christmas anymore, mm -hmm. but knowing like I didn't die because I was alone <laughs> and it was dark and it was cold, mm -hmm. but I remember like I took a nap, I watched this Peacock or something documentary in Casey Anthony, <laughs> like <laughs> as dark as that was, mm -hmm. it was a really pleasant day. Like I talked to all my family that day, I talked to Stella and... I took a nap with Winnie. Mm -hmm. It was actually very pleasant. Yes. I remember you telling me all about it, and I felt, like, really bad, because it was so bad uh, that day. It was terrible. No, for, like, 15 minutes, I remember I talked to my mom, and I was so pissed, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She didn't create the weather. It's not her fault. <laughs> and so it actually ended up being, like, a very pleasant, like, you can be alone and be okay kind of day and still feel like I was still happy that day. Mm -hmm. Like I still had a really good day after those 15 minutes of like hating the world. Mm -hmm. I was fine. <laughs> well, with spooky season coming up, I do want to try to like, I've already got it in my mind. I need to start trying to find really spooky stuff for October. I don't know if I'll find really spooky stuff because I feel like there's always an element that's kind of funny in spooky stories. Yes. Well, the case that I wanted to do next <clears throat> week, mm -hmm. I found a book. And so, um, writing that case has halted mm -hmm. until I get the book. But it's a it's a murder case, but it's also a spooky one. Yes. So, I want to do some spooky stuff, too. I think that's when I may do, like, 
a cryptid that month and do like mm -hmm. a month of spooky. Awesome. Yes. Oh, goodness. I see. I'm so excited for Halloween. I really do love fall and Halloween, but summer is totally my favorite season. And I miss the heat when it's cold and it hurts to breathe outside. You are like... So when I'm at work, mm -hmm. I like it to be warm. Like I actually mm -hmm. have, you know, I had taken your heater for a while to mm -hmm. my office because I was freezing. At home, I like it to be cold. <laughs> I want to be wrapped up when it's 100 degrees outside. I want to be wrapped up in my fluffy robe. <laughs> and so you, I know there are some times that you're probably freezing. And I'm like, this is perfect because you much prefer warmer you're mm -hmm. definitely a summer baby and i'm like god i hate this that's why i could do my homework in the kitchen and you can do it out here where <laughs> the air doesn't reach the kitchen so we keep it closed off for the for the kitties <laughs> yeah i know there's like a 30 degree difference it feels like he's in there in like shorts and a t-shirt and i'm out here in like long pants mm -hmm. and a hoodie yes yes but that's that's our talk about the weather and life <laughs> listeners we we hope you are enjoying an early september as well um, before i get into my story this week I will just go on into a special update I have about Nessie. Yay! Nessie's my favorite cryptid, so anytime there's an update, I'm going to be bringing it to the show. <laughs> Shane wants to be pen pals. I do, but I want Nessie, I really, really want Nessie to be somehow undiscovered plesiosaurus that is still living. <laughs> that would be so cool. Mm -hmm. They've discovered a bunch of, I saw, um, there was like some shark that they thought had been extinct that they found in the water, so... Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw that too. I can't tell you what that shark is right now. I know it's not a megalodon, so no one has to worry about that. But. No, when I saw the word shark, I was like, okay, let's hurry and skip through that. <laughs> so some new photos have emerged that people are saying are allegedly the Loch Ness Monster. These photos were taken by a woman whose name I forgot to look up to pronounce correctly. It's C-H-A-I, so I don't know if that's Kai or Che, but last name is Kelly, so we'll just call her Miss Kelly. Um, when she and her husband were visiting the area and were just taking pictures around the lock like you do, they had lunch earlier the day before they started taking their photos. And her telling of the story is this, and this is a direct quote that I pulled for, from an article. I was just taking pictures with my Canon camera of Scott, her husband, and our daughter, Elisa, who was then five, when about 200 meters from the shore, moving left and right at a steady speed, was this creature. And she goes on to describe the creature was kind of spinning and rolling at times, but she does admit that she never saw a head or neck. And the fact alone, and that fact alone is kind of why she ruled out in her initial thought that it could not have been two otters playing. Could it have just been a log? I don't think so, because there, there's some pictures? photos. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And we'll look at those in a moment. But here's the kicker to this story. These photos were taken back in 2018. It is currently 2023 at the recording of this episode. <laughs> Maybe the pandemic. She had to stop. <laughs> like well, she later. was actually afraid of going public with her photos because of the public ridicule that yeah. usually follows when people are like, look, I called a picture of Nessie. Yeah. Um, and she just didn't want to face it, so she kept them. And she did not post them anywhere online. They were on any of her social media. And aside from probably her husband and daughter, I don't think she showed anyone else. Oh, wow. But that all changed when she met up with a man named Steve Feltham. Uh, he has spent more than 30 years trying to solve the Loch Ness Monster mystery. He is one of those explorers, if you will, who quit his job, sold his home, and moved closer to Loch Ness so he could be the person who discovers Nessie. Was he independently wealthy? I'm not entirely sure what he does for work. Like, I know he still does a little work, 
but when I looked up things on the Loch Ness Monster long ago now, in episode three, I think we covered it. It was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. There were people who kind of dedicated their lives to finding Nessie, mm -hmm. and they will kind of do odd jobs around the area to make ends meet, so they can spend multiple hours searching the lock, trying to take pictures, setting up their cameras and video equipment. Oh, cool. I mean... Do what makes you happy. That's exactly exactly. So he, they're able to do that somehow. Um, so she met up with him, and she showed him the pictures, and he was the one who convinced her to finally come public with them. Now he believes that they are the most exciting pictures that he has ever seen, and they are the type of pictures that he has been waiting decades for. So he says. <laughs> While he still has no clue what the creature is in the picture. He considers this validation for all those who have seen Nessie, but did not catch the proof that they actually saw him or saw her. So I have the pictures and I'm going to show you. Okay. But like Mr. Feltham, I too have no clue what's in the pictures. It does look like it's some sort of creature. I can tell you that it is not a plesiosaurus, which is very disappointing for me. <laughs> so therefore, I don't think it's really Nessie. And all right, here's the first one. Like, this is before it's close up. So, this is what she saw. Okay. I mean, it could just be something floating. Yeah. It, like, it looks like kind of two humps, one a little bigger in the water. Yeah. And then here's a, whoops, closer up one of what she saw. So, I do also want to preface this with saying, like, I am not saying that the family in the story was naive. Because given the right circumstances, even if someone was living in your house and you didn't know it, that would be really scary as well. I mean, especially that's happened before. If, yeah, especially if they're, like, making noises, shouting, you know, doing things like that. That would actually be legitimately scary. So, to a degree, I get why they were scared. But as we get in the story, you might begin to wonder about some of the things that happened to them. <laughs> so, just because I believe that, um, I want everyone to hear the story and decide for themselves. Because it's really a wild ride. So, we begin in Dublin, Ireland. But we don't know exactly where in Dublin. We don't have an address for this ghost and has never been revealed to anyone who like anyone that knows the story has never revealed like the exact location where this happened um, this is the story of corny the ghost little corny <laughs> so our story is about a family who will only be known by one letter of their name presumably this is the first letter of their name they're the a family okay that's how private they wanted to keep their information with this story so this is the story of, of how Corny the Poltergeist, as he is kind of known in Ireland, um, haunted a family. Sometime in the mid-19th century, the A family purchased a home that they would soon come to regret buying. Mr. A, Mrs. A, and their family and all their servants moved in. Initially, things were going well for a little while, but it really doesn't take too much time before the ghost would make his presence known. Soon, they started to hear kind of strange noises and bumps in the night started to plague the family. So that seems kind of creepy, right? Yes, very much so. Okay. So now, Mr. A had a bum knee. So in order to help him get around, he would walk on, or he would walk with a single crutch. Mm -hmm. One night, while sleeping, Mrs. A was awakened by what sounded like the thump that her husband often makes while he's walking with his crutch. Now, mind you, we're in the mid-19th century, so that's the early 1800s. So she had to strike a match to see if her husband was still in bed. Oh. <laughs> that's how dark it was. I feel like room. that's a fire waiting to happen. For sure. <laughs> and the house was probably all wood because that's what the house is from back then. I mean, it kind of still is now, but there's a lot more that goes into it. 
Um, so she had to strike a match, and I don't know if they slept in separate beds or if it was just one really big bed why she couldn't, like, fill in the side of her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she also, the story goes on, she also struck a match to see if she could, like, check and make sure the crutch was still at the head of the bag, because that would also tell her if he had gotten up in the middle of the night for whatever reason. So she strikes her match, and sure enough, she still sees that the crutch is still there. There was no way that that sound could be made in the house without the crutch. So essentially, this sound was mimicking the way that Mr. A walked around with his crutch, mm. which is really not nice. No. So after this night, literally the next day, Corny began talking to the family. <laughs> and he would not shut up <laughs> till they moved out. <laughs> did, they, did they give him this name or did he name himself? We're not entirely sure. Like, I, I found articles that said along the lines at some point, he told the servants that's what his name was. Okay. Um, and the servants, unfortunately, play a very big role that they did not want in this story. So we know because they're servants, it's not a great arrangement. No, well, clearly not. Like, mm -hmm. the A family must have been assholes if they didn't have an, even have, like, <laughs> designated, like, places for them to sleep. And mm -hmm. they're just like, you just can sleep in the kitchen. Well, so one article claimed that they slept in a press bed, which is a bed that was kind of enclosed in a closet. So I guess maybe like one of those like pulls we'll pull down. down. Yeah, I think so, maybe, but it was in the kitchen. <laughs> and I mean, and it could be moved, I guess, because okay. they do move it later on because they're in this press bed. Um, and at night, Corny does not stop teasing them. That's probably when he's most active. Probably so. He continually kept them awake. He would scare them, make loud noises to wake them up when they did fall asleep. Um, he'd pull on their feet. He'd pull their covers off. And it just made sleeping in the kitchen for the servants miserable. Which, you know, I imagine sleeping in the kitchen is never fun, but... No. I can't <laughs> say I've ever done it in my whole life. No, but in, but then add like this douchey ghost. Be like, hey, are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? He probably wanted them out so he could come and, like, raid the pantry. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was pretty miserable for them. And he was being so terrible for them in the kitchen that they asked the A family to have their bed moved up to the attic. The furthest away from the fire. So they no longer care about warmth. <laughs> That's how bad they wanted to escape this ghost. Um. You know, they, they slept in the kitchen to be close to the fire for warmth, and then they request to be the furthest away from it. So the A family agrees. The bed is moved up to the attic. Their first night in the attic, just as everyone gets in bed, gets comfortable, guess what happens? Oh, God. The doors fly open, and Corny's voice says, Ha ha, you devils, I am here before you. I am not confined to any particular part of this house. So they could not escape him. It's just some man living in their house. <laughs> and I do have to ask, is this like a Willy Wonka type situation where everybody's at the bed? <laughs> Everyone always asks that. I think it might be. I'm not entirely sure. Like I said, I don't understand. Like I said, I looked up the press bed to see that, you know, it's a bed that folds down from a closet. <laughs> <laughs> but you have that going on too. You have the ghost teasing them or the probably would be person living in there. <laughs> basement who is just like i'm gonna give this family hell for no reason <laughs> i really don't know but it kind of seems that way <laughs> so 
So he did not only stick to terrorizing the servants, though they were his favorite. <laughs> um, Corny would often steal the silverware just for laughs, and apparently he would not give it back until Mrs. A would call out to ask him if he had done anything with it. So he would answer her oh. <laughs> <laughs> and tell her they're under the ticking servant's bed, whatever that means. But sure enough, she goes, they look, and the missing silverware is under the bed because that's where he put it. So again, he's still kind of playing tricks on the servants. He's mimicking Mr. A's limp and anyone else that probably stubbed their toe or knee. But his antics do not stop there. Anytime the family had fruits or vegetables, or sometimes like when relatives vis visited, they would often give vegetables to the family from their harvest. And so Corny would take them and string them up like Christmas lights and decorations on the wall when everyone was sleeping at night. So they wake up to this in the morning. I would be so pissed. Exactly. Because, you know, he's probably having to, like, ruin the produce to hang it. Yeah. Do something else. Like, take a blanket and cut a mm -hmm. hole in the blanket or something. Yes. But this is one thing. This is the one thing I think I kind of can't explain that does seem a little weird. But there was one particular cupboard that Corny liked. And he liked it so much that he would not let anyone else keep anything in it. So they'd try to put food items in it. And they'd fly right back out. Oh, that is weird. Mm-hmm. But then I also thought, like, well, if it's a person living in the house, maybe he's between the walls and somehow... <laughs> it's just, like, hitting the back of the wall. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Did anybody check to see if he would put, like, a piece of cellophane, clear cellophane, <laughs> so when they went to put it in there, it would just, like, bounce back out? I don't know, but they tried to put food items in, and he tossed them right back out at the people who put it in there, so probably the servants. And soon, the family just let him have it. They decided since he, since they couldn't keep anything in it that they just wouldn't try anymore. They'd use every other cupboard but that one. Was it just kept empty? Yeah. You know what I bet it is? What? I bet that's his secret entrance from the coal hole into the kitchen. <laughs> and if there's food and stuff in there, everybody would hear when he crawled through <laughs> and come in there and see this man crawling out of the cabinet when they heard all the food fall on the floor. Maybe. But, okay. This is another one of my favorite parts. If you think Corny's having a wild time thus far, it's nothing compared to the party that he threw at the house. <laughs> <laughs> so one night, Corny announced to the family that he was going to have company over. <laughs> Isn't that kind of weird for a ghost to announce? Yeah, just so you guys know, I'm not going to be the only one here. Exactly, and it's going to be after they go to bed. <laughs> Which kind of gives me more credence. Like, I just, in my mind, I picture these strangers coming to the door, knocking on the door, and being like, I'm here for the party with Corny. And the family just being like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yes. <clears throat> so he announces that he's going to have company. I don't know what kind of afterlife Corny's living in, but I never expected it to be one where he could kind of throw a party and have other ghosts over while still in the quote-unquote living world. But this is what he did. However, he did warn the family first. He told them, and I quote, if they wanted water out of the soft water tank to take it before bed. <laughs> was that like a warning? Like, we better not catch you out there? Or? I think it was just a warning they were going to use all the water. <laughs> oh, well, that's very rude. Mm-hmm. So that night, the family reported a total of five or six other voices joining Corny that night. They were just as loud as Corny, and apparently, I guess, everyone just stayed in bed and listened to them all night long. I would have gone to investigate. <laughs> the next morning, though, 
The family and the servants awaken. They find that all the water that's left in the water tank is black with soot. And that's not all they find. Soot, handprints, and fingerprints were found on the bread and butter. Okay, there's people just hanging (laughs) out down in the coal hole, getting their coal handprints all over everything. This is kind of what, when I first heard this story, when I heard that, and I was like, oh, it's someone living in the house. There's proof. Yes. Too bad DNA was not a thing then. Exactly. Like, the articles I read did not mention anything about footprints, but I did hear, because I first heard of this about from a podcast many, many moons ago at this point, um, and they talked about possibly having footprints from the coal as well in the house, but I couldn't find that in any article to say that was actually true, but that's the moment where I was like, that is someone living in their house, yes. rent-free, and he's got this great thing going on because he's like, I'm just going to pretend to be a ghost, and no one's going to do anything about it. He told his friends, like, come over, everything's provided, you don't mm-hmm. have to, don't bring anything. <laughs> I've got you covered. And they're like, what about the family? And he's like, oh, no, I'll take care of that. That's the best part. (laughs) So one of the most annoying things that Corny would do, aside from, you know, mimicking your pain, throwing your food at you and having wild parties at all hours of the night that no one (laughs) got up and investigated. Was there ever any mystery poops in the pot? I don't think so. There was no mentions of that. I guess it would be difficult to tell. Yeah, there's no mention at this time. Like, I don't know where even, like, the family was using the bathroom, to be honest. I imagine they had, like, an outhouse, probably. I guess I got poop on her brain today. But I would not be surprised if, like, you know, one of the family members went out there, and they can't open the door, and Corny's like, I'm in here! <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, the ghost is in the bathroom. I go in there and be like, we know somebody else is in here because we did not have corn in the last three weeks. <laughs> So anything, one of the most annoying things that he would do, and I think we've all known someone who's like this, but if the family or anyone in the house was just having a conversation on their own about something, Corny would just start talking about something else in the middle of their conversation <laughs> and insert himself into it. Oh yeah, I know somebody like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, uh, he's a jerk. Yes. He's trying too hard. He, I think he wants to be at this point, he's trying to join the conversation. Yeah. But I just imagine like two people talking and I don't know what they would talk about in the mid-19th century. <laughs> I mean, they're probably talking about like, oh, did you hear all that noise last night with the party? And then Corny comes in and was like, I like blah, 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 Guess what day it is. It's hot day. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, God, I hate when people do that. So having this unembodied voice would just, it would be so annoying. And you don't even know where he's at to give him the... The evil law. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there's this one story about a family member. And there's actually a couple stories about him. And I'm going to tell them all. And all the stories say it's an uncle. But half the stories talk about Uncle Richard. So for the sake of making this simple, I'm just going to say it is Uncle Richard for the entire stories. For all of them. So Uncle, there's a story about a visiting family member named Uncle Richard. And the story always begins with how Corny, just like anyone else, he had his likes, he had his dislikes. But the one thing that he really disliked is when people were not afraid of him. Which in my mind was probably like, because they're going to discover that he isn't so otherworldly after all. (laughs) Uh, Hey, do you you guys know there's a man living down here? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, is this your problem? Is this a little ghost problem? I mean, I thought you figured it out when there were handprints everywhere, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not. Just go down there and, like, throw some water. It will clear them off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he didn't like when people were unafraid of him. 
And word was also getting out, like they were, the A family were telling their neighbors and whatnot about their obnoxious ghosts. So people were also coming to visit Corny. And I did read some articles at some point that um, if they weren't afraid of him, he just wouldn't talk. Which also kind of tells me if the family just act, ignored him, he probably, probably would have go away. Yeah. Um, but sometimes there is a story, and I didn't include it in my notes, but I do remember it from something. And I just honestly forgot to put it in until like the very end. I was like, I'm not inserting this because it was I was tired and whatnot. But um, a medium came out to investigate. <laughs> and, you know, the way to explain this is like maybe Corny just knew the medium. Because she's trying to get him to talk and figure out more about who he is. And he announces to everyone that the medium has a child in town that she does not acknowledge. <laughs> oh, he's spilling everybody's secrets. Exactly, exactly. And that was enough to make her go away. He would have loved to have been on the real house while for <laughs> So Uncle Richard visits and wants to hear him speak. And Uncle Richard also tells him that he is not afraid of him. So guess who stayed silent? <laughs> Better talk up, you little mother up. <laughs> yeah, Corny would not speak to him. So Uncle Richard took the fire poker and clanged it on the cellar, shouting that he'd make Corny talk. <laughs> and of course, that didn't work. But the next morning, they found that the fire poker was broken in half. Now, there's another story about Uncle Richard. And honestly, you know, this is the point in, like, my research. I was like, okay, is it all Uncle Richard? Is there two uncles? But we're going to say it's Uncle Richard for the sake of simplicity. Uncle Richard stayed over one night and reported that he did not sleep well. He complained the next morning that his clothes kept being pulled off of him. The covers kept being pulled off of his bed. And while this is going on, <laughs> this is my favorite part. Corny is bragging to the servants that he slept on Richard's feet last night. <laughs> Oh, but then the last story about Uncle Richard is that I guess at some point Corny does talk to him because Uncle Richard wore spectacles at the time. And so randomly Uncle Richard would be at spots in the house walking through the house and Corny started calling him Four Eyes. Like he oh would just God! shout out and be like, hey, Four Eyes. What an ass. <laughs> so he's turning into a bully. So as you can imagine, things are starting to become very annoying with Corny. Though the A family still somehow seemed more frightened by him, I would be losing patience if I were them. But that's just me. So they did what every family in, who was being mercilessly haunted does. They called in their local clergyman to investigate. And guess what happened? The entire time the clergyman visited, guess who didn't make a peep? Corny. <laughs> yes. He remained silent for the entire visit, and the clergyman allegedly stayed for a long while to see if he could hear Corny speak. Yeah, Corny probably did on their prey, and they didn't come into the coal hole. Exactly. But he stayed for only so long, and then he leaves. And all the articles said that the servants were the one who were now talking to him now. So I guess they're like BFFs because of everything they went through. <laughs> but they asked him why he did not speak, and he told them, I could not speak while that good man was in the house. And that was that. Okay, Corny. One peculiar thing that Corny would do that is also kind of odd, which leads me more leaning towards the, this is just some man living in the house. He announced to the family sometimes whenever he would go visit his daughter. <laughs> and he would be back in X amount of days. And during those days when he would be off visiting his daughter, the house was quiet. There was no ghost. This is a man <laughs> living in their house. <laughs> right? Do you think that he 
Do you think that this man is just like, you know, I have got some really good neighbors. We have such a good time. We joke around with each other. <laughs> I am. I really just do not know. It's so. It really is so weird. Um, and Corny had also kind of told them that his daughter was still living. But when they looked, you know, in town and nearby, they couldn't find anyone who had a father named Corny who died or Cornelius, I guess, would be the proper name. Um, so they, they don't know where he went during these times or where his daughter lived. Maybe if he was a ghost, she just lived really far away and he would go there and probably annoy her family for a bit. I think this is just some old <laughs> kooky man living in the basement. Yes. Um, but it would be quiet in the A family house until he returned and he'd announce his return and then resume his typical activity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm back. So the A family who are now completely fed up with Corny in his antics, they started to try to sell their home. But every person that showed up, Corny would scare away. I mean, he's just inserting himself into every conversation. And that would be enough for me to be like, I don't want to live here. Not because I'm scared, because I want to have a conversation with who, just me and whoever I want to talk to. Yeah. This is an A and B conversation. So why don't you see your way out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, so after he's scaring away all these potential buyers, finally Mrs. A appeals to him and asks him to keep quiet so they could sell the home. And she must have caught him on a good day because he told her that he foresees a lady in black who will come right up to the house and buy it. And every article said, and I don't know how we have this, I guess from the A family themselves, half an hour later, a widow showed up and purchased the home. And sure enough, she was dressed all in black, just as Corny had predicted. He was probably looking out the window and saw her standing outside, wondering if she if she should come in or not. <laughs> so this is where his story ends. We know nothing else or any other story after the A family moved out. But who was Corny in life before death? We don't really know that either. Uh, there is one potential very loose and very short theory that says Corny may have been a previous caretaker on the property because there was a man at some point who took care of the property and his name was Cornelius. And he may or may not have died in the home. He may or may not have lived in the home. We just don't know. But there's just no proof of this man either, just like the daughter. No proof that he ever existed. Um, and it is said Corny only ever showed himself to two people. The first one was said to have died of fright. And the second one was a seven-year-old boy who lived to tell the tale. <laughs> he described Corny as having a curl on his forehead, naked and very pale. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is probably the creepiest thing I think Corny did. He revealed himself naked to a child. Yeah, I think there's, he's worse than just like a creepy man living in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you're going to reveal yourself to a young boy, put some clothes on. Clearly, you can do everything else in the afterlife. You can throw things. You can go visit your relatives. You can have parties. I'm sure you can get clothes somewhere. Why would, yeah, why would you reveal yourself naked? I don't know. Or he at least Pervert. could have wore a fig leaf. <laughs> So that's the story of Corny, who I call the douche canoe ghost. As I said in the beginning, I definitely believe that he, like, I kind of don't believe that he was a real ghost. And I lean uh -huh. more towards that this was someone in their house toying with the family because it was so easy. Yeah, um, for real. But the cabinet thing, you know, I can't explain. I don't know how that happened. Um, but I don't, and I also don't know how he would live in there so long without being caught. But Well, if nobody goes to investigate... <laughs> Very true. So now that I've told the story, um, you know, I'm not scared of Corny, but I would be annoyed as hell. 
Me too. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't personally want to live with a ghost. No. But you better believe if I heard someone walking around calling me four eyes in my own house, <laughs> I'll be going to investigate. Exactly. I'd be getting ready for a fight. Can imagine him in the middle of the night seeing me in the kitchen. Are you really going to eat that? I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to go down this road, Corny. Oh, goodness. Even if you were a ghost, you're getting ready to die again. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that is my story, listeners. I, I will put that up to you, and you can make up your own mind with what little information we have from the alleged A family about the alleged annoying ghost. I think we have a lot of information, and it's all pointing <laughs> that there was a man living in their hole. Yes, yes. But I, I've been wanting to bring that story for a long time, because I always have such a good time with it. Oh, I, so yes, funny. I think it's funny. It's it's not your typical haunting, because no. it's probably not a haunting at all, but... <laughs> I think this is more of a true crime case than a but that's the story of Cornelius, the Ireland poltergeist. I don't think he was a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yay. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was like, after we've been working so hard, this will be really fun. Uh, yeah, it was very fun. Yay. Well, thank you guys for listening once again. Do you want to tell them where they can find us? Yes, we are on Instagram at Monsters and Murder Pod. And you can communicate with us uh, through email at Monsters and Murder Pod at Gmail. Yes, reach out. Especially those of you that used to listen on Stitcher. Let us know what you're listening on now, and we can make sure we're on it. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, our our platform where we had our largest listeners closed. Um, and so, to you know, it was nothing that anyone did on our end or anything like that. Like, yeah. the platform just decided just, to cease no more. Bye-bye. Yeah, Hello. reach out. We'll answer back. And, and yeah. Um, have a good day. Until next time. Bye. Stay safe.